Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Right back on track and great news to report from Wrigley. That game has gone final. Cubs lose, Brewers win. The magic number for the NL Central is four. That's how we start the program. Brewers win 8-2, to two, a big four-run ninth, a three-run homer in the first from Josh Donaldson, 8-2 the final over the Cardinals. Craig Kishan's going to join us in just a little bit. So first and foremost, magic number for the NL Central is four. I know the, the playoff clincher is three. This team obviously has bigger sights than that. I'm sure there will be a celebration of some sort. Uh, when that happens, given it could happen a day apart or it could happen on the same day. I don't think they're going to go full-blown because as things look right now, you know, with four games remaining in this road trip, now if they go 4-0, that'd be awesome. But it, it looks like you may get some help elsewhere. All you need is to go 2-2 two and two and the Cubs to lose another two games, or you can go 3-1, and one, the Cubs can only lose one more game. And uh, you've got this wrapped up in the bag, and then you can have it get get it done next week. But it potentially could be over by the end of the weekend. And I want to remind folks to stay close to your devices on Friday. Postseason tickets will go on sale to the general public on Friday. We know that the Brewers will be playing, assuming they make the postseason and barring an epic collapse. I'm knocking on wood. Don't worry. But assuming that the Brewers are in the wild card round, and let's assume that they're hosting, it would be on Tuesday, October 3rd, right after the season ends. Season ends on Sunday the 1st, off day on the 2nd, right back to games on the 3rd, and you would play three games if necessary, a best-of-three series, back-to-back-to-back, all at home against the third wild card team. So let's start with that update here as well, now that the games are going final across baseball. The Dodgers are the last game in action here on this Wednesday night. They're not going to impact things in the wild card race. Philly defeated Atlanta earlier today, so they're still sitting pretty in the number one wild card spot. They're 83-69. and Arizona swept their two-game series with the Giants. 7-1 the final today. In my opinion, that effectively eliminates the Giants. They're now three games back of a playoff spot, but they don't have a tiebreaker on the Cubs. They're going to have a hard, they got seven of their last ten games against the Dodgers. I think the Giants are out. You also had the Cubs lose today, so they fall in their record to 79 and 73. But the Miami Marlins also lost today to Kadai Senga in the Mets, so they remain a half-game clear of Miami. Cincinnati lost in heartbreaking fashion despite an epic start from Hunter Green against the Twins. Alexis Diaz blew it in the ninth inning against the Twins. They were leading 3-2. They lose 5-3. Hunter Green went 14 strikeouts in that one, and they still failed to get the victory. They remain a game back of the Cubs. A reminder of the tiebreaker scenario and why the Cubs in that third spot are on such shaky ground. Obviously, that half game with the Marlins is going to disappear after uh, next week. The uh, The final off day for the Cubs will be on Monday. The Marlins, I do not believe, have that Monday as an off day, so that will be uh, made up there. The Marlins won the season series against the Cubs. So if they end up tied, the Marlins would get in. Same with the Diamondbacks, and same with the Reds. So if any of those teams end up tied head-to-head, just two teams tied, it would go to the other team, not the Cubs. So that's your quick little postseason update here at the start of the show. Great day all around from the offense. Adrian Hauser was fantastic today for the crew. 855-616-1620. Once again, 855-616-1620. One six twenty. Uh, this text from Chef Ed. Hey, the magic number is four. The wild card race is a toss up. Who do you want to be the team that faces the Brewers? It's a good question. It's a, been a popular question. We can talk about. I know 
Bob and Craig talked about it a lot yesterday on the show when I was on assignment. You know, I don't want to face the Cubs. I know they're kind of free-falling right now, but I don't want to face the Cubs because of the environment, because of the fan base, and because of the extra baggage that comes with that. And I think they're a solid team. The Brewers have the Reds number. Their pitching does not scare me. The Marlins have a lot of lefties, which I'm a little troubled about, but their offense does not scare me, nor does their starting pitching scare me. The Diamondbacks are interesting because now they're suddenly sitting in good shape where they won't need to rely on Kelly and Gallen down the stretch. Maybe they can clinch early and you save Gallon or Kelly for a wild-card series, but you know, you're know you kind of assuming they have to use him in those final two games, not being able to save anybody for a wild-card. So that remains to be seen. I don't want to face them. Their offense is pretty good, but they have no bullpen whatsoever. But I, I think as you look at it, the Brewers are going to be favored against just about any opponent. And as I, I go through that list, I think they're better than every one of the teams I just listed off. So bring them all on. Let's, let's let's see something happen. Uh, another text here, this one from Doug. Tyrone Taylor, what can I say? Amazing. I said a month ago this guy should play every day. Yes, you did, Doug. I read it on the air. It took long enough, but he finally did it, and look at what happened. This guy can play. He's healthy. That's the big key of all of this, too. Healthy enough for September standards, right? The two stints on the IL certainly hasn't helped him this season. It's been a stop-and-go year, but two homers tonight, his fourth career multi-home run game playing great defense, and he's been so massive in lieu of Christian Yelich being injured, who, by the way, took batting practice today. He ran on the field today. He's probably not going to play tomorrow, but we could see him over the weekend against the Marlins. Keep that in mind down the stretch. But Tyrone is getting everyday playing time, thanks in part to Yelich being injured, but also his effectiveness. Uh, I'm pulling up the numbers right now for Tyrone. Here in September, he's been one of the best hitters on the team. Hitting 310, including tonight, with a 344 on base and a 621 slugging percentage. That's a 965 OPS. Six doubles, four homers, putting bats a ball, getting the job done. And he's been great, really, in the whole second half when he when he came back healthy. In the second half, hitting 274 and 867 OPS, he's got 20 extra base hits in 48 games. Love that. Absolutely love that from Tyrone Taylor right now. This one from Adam. Tyrone Taylor playing his butt off. I don't know what the future holds for him with all the talent in the outfield currently and in the minors, but he is doing just awesome things, and I love to see it. Appreciate the text there, Adam, as well. 855-616-1620. If you want to join us here on the program tonight, you can call in. You can text in. You can hang out with us. Craig Kishan is going to join us in just a few moments as well. Again, the magic number is down to four, meaning any combination of a Brewers win or a Cubs loss will drop that number. So a day like today, it started at six. It ends at four because both the Brewers won and the Cubs lost. If both the Brewers and Cubs win a game, it still drops a number. And if both the Cubs and Brewers lose a game, it still drops a number. So you're in the driver's seat right now. I know it feels hard to believe, and you want to pinch yourself right now. The Brewers are in the driver's seat. They've got both hands on the steering wheel. They've got the pedal to the metal. They're getting ready to clinch this maybe on the road trip. What a stretch they're on right now. And one last note here to close out the uh, first segment before Craig joins us. The record for the Brewers since that sweep in Dodger Stadium, right, when the Brewers got really frustrated, they had a team meeting, then they responded by sweeping the first place Texas Rangers. They are 21-9 since August 18th. That is the best record in baseball. 21-9 since August 18th. Over a month of great baseball from the crew. Craig Timber is alive and well, win number 701 and counting. More to come here, but first I want to remind you and thank one of our presenting sponsors, Fifth Third Bank. It's a local Milwaukee team, and Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, and they're offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. It's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. 
Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Craig's going to join us in a moment, 855-616-1620, right here on WTMJ. Brewers win 8-2. to Now that we've got all the playoff stuff out of the way, let's bring in Craig Kishon. Craig, this is a team that I just read the stat, 21-9 and since that sweep at Dodger Stadium. The team's different. I mean, there was a vibe around this team right now that they're ex- they're coming to the ballpark. They're expecting to win. I know Monday was frustrating for a lot of fans against Adam Wainwright, but now they've taken that on the chin and come out and reminded the Cardinals where they sit in the standings, in dead last and eliminated from the postseason. The Brewers playing with a little bit of swagger today and getting eight runs on the board, four of them late, three of them early, in, in all forms. And now we're starting to see some home runs arrive all of a sudden. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, you just look at um, who made some, you know, key plays, uh, who hit the the key home run. Um, you know, you throw Tyrone Taylor and his two home runs into the mix. Wasn't on the team until, you know, and contributing until the second half after battling injuries not once but twice. Uh, Mark Canna trade deadline. Josh Donaldson added later. Santana trade deadline. Santana makes the great defensive play today. Uh, Ken has been off the charts, you know, three more RBIs. He's got 30 as a brewer in, uh, in less than two months of action. And then, and then Donaldson, another monster home run, but a, but a key one. I mean, this guy um, became an all-star and an MVP because he hit three-run home runs a lot. And, and he's really come through. Uh, as a as a brewer too in his limited time so you got all the things that that maybe you don't expect that has happened here in the second half from guys maybe you didn't know that were going to be on the roster and contributing and then you've got your mainstay you've got the defense that's been a mainstay all year and more importantly the pitching's been the mainstay all year and and Adrian Hauser really pitched well today I thought he was going to go deeper than six uh, but um, he gave them everything he had, and uh, and they still won the game eight to two. This was a game that the Brewers they coasted for a while. They got tense in the eighth, and we'll talk about Yoel Piomps and the bullpen usage here a little bit later on in the program. But I, I, again, I look at this lineup, and I know we showed this uh, in pregame today. Yesterday, the Brewers had eight batters get a hit. Today, they had seven of the nine get a hit. So there's a thread. There's a thread. There's a trend here. The lineup is deep. Tyrone Taylor is batting sixth, and he hit two homers today. Andrew Monasterio batting eighth. He got a couple of hits today. Blake Perkins reached base twice in the ninth spot with a single and a walk. And this is the lineup versus lefties, right? This is the lineup that, you know, was struggling against lefties. Now they've won back-to-back games against lefties. I mean, this is a lineup that maybe doesn't have a lot of household names outside of Milwaukee, but when you look at the record, you're like, man, they just keep on winning. Yeah, they really do. And, and you know, I was thinking about this, too, uh, during our postgame show on the TV side, Dom. I don't know this. Maybe you know the answer to it. But have they defeated in back-to-back games left-handed starting pitchers like they've done here the last two nights? I mean, if they have, you can probably count them on just a few of your fingers, right? I mean that's, that's a good question. I'm going to start looking uh, at that. Keep talking. I mean that's that's the that's the nemesis this year, and it was awful, and and then it got a little better, and then lately it's been kind of tough. And look what they've done the last two nights too. And you know, I mean, you've talked about it a lot on your show, and we've talked about it. Uh, you know, a lot of a uh, lot of opposing managers are going to do what they can to shuffle their rotation around to make sure they can get a lefty in to face Milwaukee out of the gates if possible, and. And uh, they overcame that really nicely, I thought, especially after getting shut out on Monday. one nothing losses are, are bitter. It's a bitter taste. It's one thing to get shut out and lose 5 6 7 nothing, But to lose one nothing when you know um, anything small put together offensively could at least tie the game and, and force something, that didn't happen on Monday. So great bounce back offensively for this team the last couple of games. Uh, and I, I'm sorry to report, but they've actually won back-to-back games against lefties a few times this season, a few more earlier in the season. So I'm actually going to go ahead and stop looking uh, for a little while. But, uh, in fact, more recently they won back-to-back games with a lefty starter against the last game against Miami and the first game against Washington. So, uh, But uh, 
case in point, they've been doing it. At, that was previously a kryptonite all of last season in the middle portion of this season. Yeah, it really was. So, you know, they're going to, they're obviously going to see more. You got, you got Miami coming up here this weekend. I'm not sure what their uh, rotation uh, is going to be at put in place, but we, we saw it all last time in Milwaukee very recently, loaded with lefties and, uh, you know, some quality pitchers over there as well. So I, I love this. I just love looking at, at the numbers here and seeing 10 games to play, seven game lead, and only four with your magic number here right now. It's uh, now it's, now it's when are they going to do it? That'll be the uh, the next prediction. Is it going to be in Miami or is it going to be against the Cardinals uh, during that early series on the homestand next week? Selfishly, can we get it done this weekend because I'm not working Tuesday and I know it would be on Tuesday <laughs> if it's at home and I know you want to do it at home. And, of course, I want to do it at home too, but I also kind of want to get it over with. And I don't want to wait all the way until Wednesday to do it. You know, I, I just kind of want to. Get it done, you know, so I can get all this negativity out of my mentions of people who are freaking out. Well, yeah, I mean, the sooner the better for anything like this. And then and then obviously they can do some some pre-planning on how they will lay out the playoffs. And it's, you know, the other thing is they're not going to know who they're going to play, you know, until probably, you know, game 162 anyway or pretty close to it. So just take care of business. And I, and I really think that's what this team – um, has decided to do, and they've done it really, really well. Um, not worrying about anybody else, and, and you can't, not at this level. But um, they've they've become an awfully fun team to watch in all three phases right now. I mean, they're they're producing enough offense, and they're doing it, you know, with uh, multi run innings. Uh, they're hitting for power now. Uh, the defense has really become fun to watch. That Santana play, I thought, and that. And Donaldson play to end it tonight, too, Dom. Um, it, it's just been the, the whole ball of wax has been a joy, that's for sure. This has been really fun. I mean, and if you want to get really deep in it, all of a sudden, you know, if the Dodgers win tonight, they're suddenly only two games back of the Braves for the top record. And that flips things because then the Braves would fall into that two-seed which is where the Brewers would match up if they win a wild card series. So keep an eye on the Dodgers, by the way, because they're white hot. They're the Dodgers. They're figuring out the Braves. They've got some concerns about their pitching. They can hit. Don't get me wrong. But all of a sudden, it's not so sure that you're headed to L.A. So keep an eye on that here for the final week and a half. Let's talk some pitching up next. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. But real quick, want to thank one of our sponsors, the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. And your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. I'll let you think on a player of the game pick, and then we'll talk about a little bit of the pitching coming up next on WTMJ. Brewers win 8-2. I'm Dom Catronio. Craig Kishana still with us. Real quick. My player of the game pick has to be Tyrone Taylor because he continues to produce in a, a two-homer game fourth of his career. Yeah, I mean, how can you pick anybody else at this point? I mean, the dude is really hitting the ball well. I mean, there's no question about that. And kind of an unsung hero role, if you think about it. I mean, I go straight up. Taylor's getting all this playing time because Yelich has missed all this playing time. So, for a guy to come through at such a high level is just uh, some great stuff for him. Kudos to him. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, let's talk a little pitching here. I mean, we, we briefly mentioned Hauser going seven. You and I were both surprised watching the game that he only went seven. But then as I thought about it, you know, Bryce can go in the seventh – or sorry, only went six, I beg your pardon. Uh, Bryce can go in the seventh and eighth if things went according to plan, but then he decided to try to get some work in for Yoel Piomps. That didn't go well, and then you had Devin for the ninth, didn't need him. You went with Bukowskis, who had a, a routine ninth inning. First of all, Adrian Hauser. I mean, bad luck, broken bat flares produced a run in the first and proved that it was a flare. He had his A game tonight, a ton of ground balls. And once again, it, it's not a sexy line by any means, four strikeouts, a couple walks, a run score. But, man, there's a W by his name, and who cares if there's a W? Well, and, and he's done a really nice job against the Cardinals in his career as well, and, and he continued that. There aren't a lot of pitchers around baseball who have 
I think this was his 12th start against the Cardinals in his career. Uh, and his ERA was just over three when he began the night. So it just goes to show kind of he's he's done a nice job against some high-level opponents and some big hitters for sure. Um, but he, he's he's rested. He's feeling, you know, better since his uh, uh, stint on the injury list, Dom. And I, I'm telling you, you know, Vinny and I talked about this too on, a, on our post-game show where he fits in and he's going to play a major role in the postseason because things will not line up completely for starting pitching. And when you get in a bind, you're going to, you, you're not going to wait. You're going to, you're going to get your next best pitcher in there. If that's the case, if he's not going to be a starter or if you need him for, you know, the, the division series in, in game four, I mean, he's somebody that you can really rely on right now in a huge way. It's been that kind of year for him, I think. And the fact that he's healthy and the fact that he's upwards of 80 pitches, and, you know, he, he could serve a role in the bullpen as well if you need some lengthy relief because that's where he'll go for the wild card series. You only need three starters in a wild card series, then you can assess what you'll need in a divisional series once you get to that point. For the Brewers' bullpen right now, though, I mean, Bryce Wilson continues to do what Bryce Wilson does despite a leadoff walk, but let's talk a little pie-ops here. I mean, the numbers, he's allowing hits, he's allowed base runners, he allowed another run tonight on a two-out rally. He got out of it, but man, uh, just observationally, I see a dude that's fatigued, and the numbers support that too. What do you see from Yoel Pyops in the eighth? Well, it's it's hard not to look at him and see fatigue for sure. Um, you know, this 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 is such a long season. You throw in six weeks of spring training too, and most of that's for pitchers. We all know that. Um, but he adjusted really nicely to uh, to Chris Hook and and the philosophy and what they're looking for. Uh, really developed nicely, but but I mean he's logging innings that he's never logged before, and and now he's in a big time pennant race as well. So, you know, I I think if there's any way of not maybe shutting him down, but really limiting what he's doing here right now, that that may be the best thing. Since you know, I mean, quite frankly, they may not need Piumps until you know October third when the playoffs start up. So. Um, I, I'm definitely seeing fatigue, though. There's no question about that. And I don't think right now you want to you want to break anybody's spirits. You don't want to, you know, uh, take him off mentally from his game either. But um, he's experiencing some new things. And and Dom, hopefully, you know, one of these veteran pitchers can maybe take him under his wing a little bit here and, you know, show him how it's done uh, during the the mid to late portions of September as you hit October 1st. This is why it would be great for the Brewers to clinch ASAP because they already announced earlier today that they're giving Elvis Peguero a break through the end of the regular season. He was placed on the IL with elbow effusion, but they are convinced it is not a major injury and that he would be ready for a postseason appearance. And I remind folks on Piomps, so today was his 66th appearance of the season. That's 25 more than he's ever had in a season in his career. He had 41 last season and 37 in 2021. Uh, He has now thrown 68 innings this season. That's 13 more than last year. He's also just throwing more pitches, period, because he's getting more strikeouts. He's got a career-high in strikeouts this year in strikeout rate. He's striking out almost 10 batters per nine. He had never been a guy that was over seven in his career prior to this. So I, I tweeted the the vertical release. There are numbers to look at this that his arm has slowly fallen a few inches, and that may not sound like a lot, but you and I both know, Craig, it's the difference of you know a pitch breaking harder. It's the difference of a sinker staying in the zone. It's a fine line, and if this dude's going to continue to throw the eighth inning, you know, you've got options. You've got McGill. You've got Uribe. You've got Hobie Milner. Like, maybe let's give this dude a break sooner as opposed to later. Right, and and you know what else, Tom? I mean, and, and this is not to be Debbie Down or anything, but let's just say Piumps in his arm is is just kind of done being as effective as we're used to seeing. He got the Brewers all season long to this spot, and and some guys just can't give you any more than that, especially like you said, and, and have all those numbers that he's never done this before. But he got the Brewers to this spot, 
And, and now it might be time for somebody else to, to be able to step up here in the final games of the regular season. And, and who knows whose number is going to be called when it's playoff time. Again, uh, these games, depending upon the score and, and how the game develops, um, is going to create some, some new opportunities and, and scenarios that you're just not used to seeing in the regular season. So um, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. But, um, you know, obviously we're all hoping that Piamps is going to return to form here. We'll just see if a break will do it, if that's what they're going to give them. This is a really good text from Bob, 855-616-1620. And I'll get to that in a little bit, but this is another good text as well. This one says, is this the best Brewers pitching staff they will have in October that we have ever seen in the Craig Council era? I think simply that's a yes, because in my opinion, this is the first time they've matched the starting pitching with the bullpen, right? You've got multiple options in the bullpen, multiple options in the starting rotation. Whereas it seemed like every other year, one outweighed the other. And uh, we all know with 2021 that, you know, Devin made the mistake he made. But that starting pitching, aside from Corbin and, and Woody, Freddie was having a great year, but then it's all about the bullpen. It was just trying to get it. You know, Boxberger and Devin and Josh were great, but then he didn't have Devin. And then in, in 18, we obviously know it was all about the bullpen and that team. So I think that's a very easy statement to make. Yeah, I, I would agree 100% there, and, and I, I would take that a step further. Uh, in all the years I've been covering this team, I, I haven't seen – like it, it's a perfect match of what you hope to get out of your starters and what you hope to get out of your relievers this season. I mean, you've got you've – got, you may not have elite pitchers across the board, but they're pitching all of them – at an extremely high level right now. And that simply wasn't the case in, in all of these other playoff seasons. You, there was, you could say there were some weaknesses along the way, but um, I, I just think it, it's better said that pitcher for pitcher, they're all pitching at a high level on, on this roster right now versus all the other ones. Indeed. Real quick, let's get you out of here on this. The difference-making moment brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. In an 8-2 game that was blown open late, do you got a difference-making moment for this one? Well, I'm going to give you one, whether anybody thinks it's sexy or not, but I'm, I'm going back to the first inning and Willie Adamas drawing a two-out walk that set up uh, the Donaldson at bat for his three-run home run. I mean, that's really all the Brewers ended up needing offensively here in this one, but it, it gave Adrian Hauser maybe a little bit of, a, of a, some cushion because he probably his first inning was his toughest. He did give up a run, um, but that's, that's the one that I point to here tonight. I, I love that, and I'm going to go a little bit differently in a similar kind of vein. Sal Freelich starting the rally again in the ninth inning. They weren't content with just one insurance run of that ninth inning they ended up getting three more the four spot there in the ninth inning went south I mean all of that happened with two outs in the ninth inning all of it the Tyrone Homer the three-run double by Canna I thought the the two out situational awareness of the Brewers lately has been a reason they've been winning so many games Craig Kishon joining us here on WTMJ really appreciate you my friend and uh it's been fun chatting with you and I think we got some more to come all right sounds great Tom all right, Craig Sean here on the program. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. Got to get to a few more of these texts, but first want to remind you that Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary brings you the difference-making moment. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Com. Get to some of these texts, get to some calls as well. Brewers win 8-2. to two. Back with more after this. Brewers win. Magic numbers four. Welcome back. I'm Dominic Catronio. Want to thank one of our newest partners here on the program, Network Health. For over 40 years, Network Health has been making health insurance affordable and understandable so you can make the most of your coverage. If you're looking for individual coverage, Medicare Advantage, or even coverage for your employees, visit NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs, and they've got a plan for you. Speaking of playoffs, again, I'll remind folks, general postseason tickets go on sale Friday. Friday. 
postseason starts, no matter what for the Brewers, on Tuesday, October 3rd. And we're 99.9% sure they're going to be hosting. So Tuesday, October 3rd. Tuesday, October, or Wednesday, October 4th are guaranteed. Tuesday and Wednesday are guaranteed. Thursday would be, if necessary, at American Family Field as well. Once they clinch, once we know the opponent, which will come down to the wire. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. This one from Mike in Colorado. After their first loss to St. Louis, one nothing. I brace for another here-we-go-again stretch of low offense and minimal runs, but not so. Excellent win last night, and tonight they finally jump out to a 3 nothing lead in the first inning. That was big. Tyrone Taylor, so happy for him. The Brewers need to re-sign Canna, plain and simple. I hope they select Colin Ray for the playoffs. That's an interesting take. I don't see him being needed in the wild card round unless something goes terribly wrong between now and the start of the postseason. But the Mark Canna note I've seen a lot. I remind folks, Mark Canna has got a team option for next season. Mark Canna it would be owed just $2 million next season uh, for the buyout. It would be, or I beg your pardon, the buyout of the contract option is already for $2 million. He's a free agent to be because of the trade. So there was a team option on it for 2024, but because he was traded, he was already bought out. The Mets are basically paying for his contract right now, and they already paid for the buyout. So he is a free agent to be. Just for dollars and cents, he made $11.5 million this season, and that's one of the higher-end, non-extended position players for the Brewers, if not the highest, if I'm not mistaken, only behind Yelich, of course. Let me look it up that in a little bit here. But I, I see it a lot, but I also remind folks, you got Garrett Mitchell on the way. You got Jackson Churio on the way. You know, I kind of look at this like the Curtis Granderson signing. Now, Grandy was at the end of his career. Uh, Cannon is not at the end of his career. But Grandy, like you knew, right, this is a rental, okay? You go hard, go for a rental, let's have some fun. That's what I see it with Mark Cannon right now. But all of that stuff we can talk about in the offseason. This one from Aaron in Illinois. Got to go with co-player of the game, Adrian Hauser and Tyrone Taylor. Got to love the defense this team is playing right now, too. The difference-making moment for Aaron was the Donaldson homer in the first. With all the depth the starting pitching this team has, Council will have some tough decisions for the playoff roster. And what is the status of Piguero? Will he be ready for the playoffs? Uh, He will be ready. That is the current update as of now. He's eligible to come off the IL on October 2nd. Obviously, the postseason starts October 3rd. So they expect him to be ready to go for that. That's why they're giving him this break right now. This text from Bob, is Yelich expected to come back by the playoffs? What do you think his back problems will affect as far as his hitting? Uh, I think Yelly will be back this weekend. That's what we gathered today, that today was one of the better days reported by Sophia Minnert of Valley Sports Wisconsin that Yelly has had health-wise. Uh, he hit batting practice on the field. He continued to do a running program. Tomorrow's a day game. They're facing a variety in Miles Michaelis, but why not? Why push it? You're going to get on a plane tomorrow after the day, make sure everything's good in Miami, and then get going. Get a couple of games under his belt in Miami. You off day on Monday, and then hopefully have him play down the stretch uh, against the Cardinals and the Cubs to finish the season. Uh, Another text here as well from the 920. Is this a top two most complete Brewers team ever, along with 2011, or are the occasional offensive whiffs holding this crew back? I would remind folks, I mean, having the offense goes quiet is a very normal thing. It feels worse because your pitching is so good, right? We talked about it on Monday, the one nothing losses, the 2 nothing losses, the losses in the second half, for that matter, and since the start of August. I read it on Monday, and I'll read it again here on Wednesday. Since the start of August, here are the margin of losses for the Brewers. Okay, you know what? Let's actually go a little bit earlier here. Let's go since the Dodgers loss. Okay, since that one nothing loss in that sweep at Dodger Stadium. Here is the margin of losses for the Brewers by game. 1 1 2 2 1 1 2 1 1. It's not that bad. It's really not that bad. And the offense, again, got to that four. Four runs would have won it tonight, the magic number being four. They have a top three record in all of baseball and scoring at least four runs. And that's an indicator. I mean, it's hard to score four runs in Major League Baseball. There are big leaguers on the other side. If you can get four runs in the playoffs, you're going to win a lot of games. Now, 
We can talk about the Braves and their offense. If that's going to end up being the opponent, if they continue to slide and the Dodgers continue to thrive, that could be a heck of a case study of, all right, who wins? Great pitching or great hitting? That's what the matchup would be in, an, in a DS either direction. The Dodgers with Mookie and Freddie and Smith and Muncie and Outman, like they've got a great offense too. Their question marks are in their starting pitching staff. They've got a great bullpen again. The Braves have question in their middle bullpen in the back end of their rotation. So there's a lot to figure out between now and then. But as far as this question, in my opinion, this is the most balanced team since 2011. Yes, that's playoff bound. 2018 was obviously leaning on the offense. They had an MVP on that team in Christian Yelich. And I'm very intrigued to see how many down ballot votes William Contreras is going to get for MVP. Because he continues to impress a brand new staff, top five blocker, top five framer, uh, also still hitting. I, I wonder if he's going to get some down ballot votes in the MVP race, but all very good questions. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. I really like this text from Ray in Illinois. My message to Brewers fans, when those tickets go on sale, scarf them up, especially for the wild card round. In history, the opponent, in in case the opponent is the Cubs, we do not American family feel the sound like Wrigley North. I appreciate the fight there, Ray. Let's hope people can keep up with it. I uh, want to thank one of our other sponsors, Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust your new family's comfort at home all year long with Cider. You can get a $1,000 re- instant rebate on a Dakin AC or furnace unit. That's through the end of October. Financing is available if you go to SEIDER.com, Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Stay with us. More to come after this on WTMJ. Coming up, more Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. So he said to me, boy, oh boy, do you got the boulders. And I said, you betcha. And he said, do you mind if I cherry pick? And I said, feel free. They're all beautiful and they're all granite. Sparkling pinks, blues, and grays from 4 to 36 inches. And they're all priced right. Because we buy direct from the source nationwide to give you the look you want. Erickson's Landscape Supply. High-quality mulch and stone for a whole lot less. Commercial or residential, visit Supply.com to see our entire selection. Well, if you need plankstone for your new natural patio, Erickson's is the place to find it. We have the largest selection in 15 styles to choose from. And for decorative stone, Erickson's is your best choice. Our decorative stone is trucked in from all over the country. We buy straight from the quarry and cut out the middleman to keep your prices nice and low. Erickson's Landscape Supply. High-quality mulch and stone for a whole lot less. Commercial or residential, visit Supply.com to see our entire selection. Brewers get the win 8-2, or excuse me, 8-3. No, 8-2. I'm seeing things. I'm all over the place. I'm scoreboard watching. I'm keeping a track of the wild cards and all that fun stuff. Uh, Brewers get the victory. Magic numbers 4. And, uh... Again, playoff tickets go on sale on Friday. Hope you can snatch them up on Friday. Four, either four wins, two wins and two Cubs losses. Uh, one win and three Cubs losses. Doesn't matter how they get it done. They've got four to decide. So it could be over. If you win the next two and the Cubs lose the next two, it could be over on Friday. Or if you win the next four and the Cubs win the next four, it could be over on Sunday. So that's the soonest it could be over, or uh, is Friday, and then we'll see what happens next week. You know, from personal experience, it's always best to, you know, you always want to celebrate at home. You always want to celebrate with your home fans, and I totally get that. But pouring one out for the clubbies here, it's always best to do it kind of on the road and then leave. You don't get on the plane. See ya. See you guys. Enjoy the cleanup. Just just looking out for Jason Schauger and the team, Tony Migliaccio. So uh, that'd be funny. Anyway, Brewers win. Happy Craig Council. Here's what he had to say after the game today. He was a little out of sync in the first inning. Um, got through it, um, you know, and then kind of gradually, I thought, really got into the game and, and threw the ball well. So um, just kind of one of those innings where, you know, we talk all the time about that first inning is, you know, a big inning to get a starter. Um, because they just haven't been on the mound for five days, and um, and but he got through it, and that's that's a big deal, and um, you know just gave up one run, um, and then got locked in and threw six good innings. 
Yeah, and that's what he. That's what he's. You know, that's when you know it's good. Um, so it's that's right uh, out of his his playbook that that has success for him. How about Tyrone too? I mean, over the last couple of months, he's been best contributors. Yeah, I mean, just continuing to um, you know put the ball in the air and do damage with it. So um, he's um, you know bottom of the lineup. That kind of production has has been. Um, Ch you know, cha changed our offense for sure. Have you ever seen a season like Josh Donaldson's having? It's about 22 hits, 12 of them left the park. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's look. He, I mean, that's he has power. Um, you know, we we got we got a big swing tonight with two men on base and three run homers are game changers. It's sure been nice for you guys to see it from too, because I mean he's coming in with a short sample size and anything could happen. But he's yeah, he's he's doing a nice job. Um, he's he's playing good defense, um, and when, you know with that home run in the in the you know as a potential for sure. Like I said, those are you know you change you can change games that way, and so um, you know it, it's a, it's been a really good addition. The ninth inning rally with two outs. I mean, how much has that become just like the type of inning that this offense is capable of? Yeah, I mean, very much so. You know, we just get get a kind of innocent hit, and then um, you know, a couple guys work some good at bats, and um, and then we get a big swing. Um, so it's um, you know, not necessarily expected with two outs and nobody on to score three, um, but we'll take it. Craig, what do you think about? Uh, Piamps inning, you know, some of it was sort of ground balls that got through. But but is he sort of like, you know, he's had a heavy workload, and this is a tough time of year for those guys. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, we're, we've we've asked a lot of Yoel, um, and uh, he had a he had a pretty clean inning yesterday and felt good today. Um, he, he didn't have a bad inning today. He just, you know, we get we, um, you know, like some balls got. It wasn't like damage-looking pitches necessarily, but um, you know they did a good job. Um, he, had, he limited the damage to a run. That's all right. If you limit damage enough, you get you know more opportunities. But yeah, I, I still think the Brewers are going to do their best to give him a breather here down the stretch. And the fact that Abner and McGill and Hobie continues to be Hobie, and you've got Bryce Wilson, and you've got Multiple guys that can throw for you and mix up the leverage routine here down the stretch to give Yoel a little bit of a breath. And I, I remind folks, too, it doesn't always work like this in the postseason where you get six out of your starter and you go and you move on, right? You, you tend to your goal, go to your bullpen sooner in the postseason. So keep that in mind that they really want to have a full-strength bullpen where, you know, l let's just go ahead and, play pretend for a second here. Devin in the ninth. Let's just put, for the sake of the argument, Piomps in the eighth. It doesn't necessarily have to stay there. Piguero in the seventh. Uribe in the sixth. Hobie for a situational lefty. McGill for a situational set of righties. Right? Like, that's sick. Like, that's pretty dang good. And I also remind folks, the uh, playoff schedule for the National League, the National League gets the advantage this year where there's an extra off day. There is an off day between Game 1 and Game 2 of the NLDS. Game 1 would be on Saturday the 7th. Game 2 is on Monday the 9th. Of course, Sunday. In fact, there are no Sunday games for the National League scheduled, barring rain, uh, in the postseason. So with that extra day, that's huge for your bullpen in Game 1 and in Game 2, because you can use your A bullpen, without going back-to-back -back at all in the first three games. And then the only time you'll ask them to go back-to-back -back would be in games three and four, which I think is a massive advantage for the Brewers, given how many of those guys are hanging. But everybody is hanging with air quotes at this time of year. So keep that in mind. That's why the Brewers are trying to generate some rest now. You don't don't get off days during the wild-card series. If that series goes a full three, it goes a full three days in a row. And then if you end it in two, Thursday and Friday are off, and then you get things going on Saturday the 7th. So just quick little peek at what's going on with the bullpen. That, let's relive it. How about some highlights? That's coming up next after an 8-2 win on WTMJ.
Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. A lefty on the other side and Adrian Hauser for the crew. Game three of this four-game set down in St. Louis. Got out to a quick start with two outs in the first inning thanks to the bringer of rain, Josh Donaldson. 1-1. And this is a high drive. Deep left field. This one is way out of here. Josh Donaldson with his second home run as a Brewer. It's a three-run shot. And the Brewers on top early here tonight in the Lou. It's 3 to nothing, Milwaukee. Over the bullpen in left center field, 415 feet, 111 off the bat. 3 nothing early. An RBI single in the bottom of the first by Paul Goldschmidt would be the only run on the card for Adrian Hauser. He was fantastic. Six innings with four strikeouts for him. He would earn the W. Later on, he got some defense, though, in that bottom of the first, thanks to Carlos Santana. Here's the 2-1, and he popped him up in foul territory. Santana, long run, finding the baseball, snow cones it, and then jumps up onto the railing and holds on. Oh, what a play by Carlos Santana. Sacrificing his body, holding on, and helping Adrian Hauser get out of that inning. Wow, what a play. Huge moment, Lane Grendel on the call. So how about some more offense, though? We fast forward to the fourth inning. One of the hottest hitters in the second half, Tyrone Taylor. 1-1 drill, deep to left. Back on it, Palacios. It is up. It is off the very top of the wall. Nope, it's gone. It's over the wall. Home run, Tyrone Taylor. Boy, he just smashed a line drive, and it got over the fence to make it 4-1 Brewers leading off the fourth inning. Got to look out for that flower bat in left field. So the Brewers out in front and in command. In the ninth inning, though, or after the eighth inning, I should say, the old Piamps allowed a run. All of a sudden, things were suddenly tense. Four to two game as you head to the ninth inning. Then things started going with, once again, two outs, and that man, Tyrone Taylor. And the 0-2 pitch. High fly ball, deep left field. Palacios back at the track. Wall, gone! a two-home run night and a big insurance run for the Brewers. It's 5-2 crew. If you thought they were going to be happy with just one insurance run, think again. Sal Freelich would follow that with a double down the line. Andre Monasterio would single. Put runners on the corners. Blake Perkins drew a walk to load the bases. And then Mark Canna, who was robbed earlier in the game on a bad fair foul call down the line, made sure to keep this one inside the chalk. The 3-1 pitch. Canna rips one into left for a base hit. This will be extra bases. Freelich is in. Monasterio is in. Around third goes Perkins. He is in. It's a bases clearing double for Mark Canna. And an exclamation point here tonight in St. Louis. An 8-2 lead for the crew. And Mark Canna comes through with the bases loaded yet again. Massive moment. 8-2. And they got good news. The Cubs lose. The central magic number is four. Great night for the crew. Adrian Hauser gets the win. They are 86 and 66. And it's 701 and counting for manager Craig Council as we're storming through Craig Timber looking for a postseason berth. We'll wrap up the program with the broadcast schedule and what to expect next week right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Last few minutes of the program here, going till 47. Remind me in my ear there, Matt, what we're going to. Uh, but the 47. All right, so the schedule's up ahead. Finale tomorrow, on the air at 11.40. First pitch is scheduled for 12.15 from Bush Stadium last time down in St. Louis. No post game tomorrow. We'll roll straight into Jeff Wagner after the game or Wisconsin's afternoon news. Uh, and then I will be with you, though, not for a traditional post game, but at 8 o'clock for Brewers Weekly. So stay tuned for that. Uh, 8 o'clock live tomorrow night. Uh, you can also catch it in podcast feed as well. Friday out to Miami. Uh, pre-game coverage on Friday will be at 5.05 for a 5.40 first pitch and then I've got you covered for Brewers extra innings after every game this weekend and we got Brewers warm up on both Saturday and Sunday Saturday at 2 Sunday at noon Saturday 2 o'clock warm up 
for a 3-10 first pitch Central Time. And then on Sunday, it'll be a 1-15 first pitch for the Brewers and the Marlins to finish up the last road games of the regular season. So buckle up for that, and uh, it should be a whole lot of fun as we'll be going on the air right after, uh, obviously on Sunday, with the Green Bay game day happening with the Packers finally back home hosting the New Orleans Saints. Monday is an off day for the Brewers, but I just want to give you an idea of what we got planned. Now, if the Brewers are able to clinch, uh, and I'm on at work that day at home, we're going to have some more content for you. We'll have a lot of fun for it. But one thing we are planning on doing is live streaming on our YouTube page on WTMJ and on Twitch and wherever you live stream us, uh, not just the radio, not just the app, not just the web page. You can see my bald face, and you can enjoy it. We can have some fun interacting with the fans that way as well. Leading up down the stretch, we're going to trial run it next week when I get back on Wednesday. We'll definitely be doing it during the postseason. So I hope you guys are enjoying a new form of content. That's something we've been having in the works for a long time. I think we're ready to debut it here on WTMJ. And we're also going to live stream uh, tomorrow night as well. The Brewers, they're in good shape. 21-9 and since the sweep against the Dodgers. The magic number is four. They're up by seven games. I mean, you just... It feels weird to feel comfortable, but you won't feel totally comfortable until it's all said and done. And a quick peek out to Los Angeles, because we reminded you at the start of the show, the fact that the Dodgers are gaining fast on the Braves for a chance to take the head-to-head. The Dodgers are losing to the Tigers right now 2-1. to But if they win that game today, they'll be only two and a half games back. And I'm just double-checking here real quick. I'm fairly certain the Braves won the head-to-head, and yes, they did. So the Braves still won the head-to-head, so that's essentially a three-and-a-half game lead on the on the Dodgers. So it's not super likely, but it could happen down the stretch. And plus, the Brewers fans are probably going to be Braves fans next week against the Cubs, so it kind of works both ways. We'll see how it all shakes out. Add them up at the very end of the season and see who is going to go where. Real quick for tomorrow, it'll be Wade Miley on the mound against Miles Michaelis. The Marlins have not announced their rotation for the weekend against the Brewers, but we can uh, think critically here and look ahead. Corbin Burns is going to go on Friday. Freddie Peralta is going to go on, or uh, Brandon Woodruff is going to go on Saturday, and Freddie Peralta is going to go on Sunday since they went with this six-man rotation. If you go by days of rest, it would be Johnny Cueto, Jesus Lazardo, and Edward Cabrera do for the Marlins, but they may use an opener here or there to get through the Brewers lineup. That'll do it for us here tonight. My thanks to Matt Sossler, our producer, and to Craig Kishan. I'm Dom Catronio. Keep on swinging.